you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin and welcome to this week's episode of Podiatry Marketing. With me is my co-host and friend, Big Jim Mack. How are you doing today, Jim? Tyson, I'm doing well. I'm in the holiday spirit, uh, full of turkey, oh, yeah. uh, squash squash pie in my family, stuffing. I'm just uh, here getting fat in uh, in Montreal. So. <laughs> uh, so you had a good Christmas? Yeah, it was wonderful. It's, uh, it's that time of year where I go visit the family for a little while down in the States. Uh, yeah, I get to really kind of uh, enjoy that small town American, you know, kind of like you know, stereotypical Christmas. So, uh, no, I love, I love the holidays. And then, you know, before we know it, it's going to be, uh, 2023 as you kind of ramp into the new year. Oh yeah, I know. It's only it's not too a few days away. But what I, what I find interesting with you and I, especially this time of year, my Christmas is really, really hot and your Christmas <laughs> is really, really cold. So we're on opposite sides of the world. So, but, um, next year, our plan is we're going to have a white Christmas in the U S that's, that's the family plan anyway. There you go. Yeah, I always found it strange to think that like your winter, your December is the hottest time of year. Just like it's uh, the, the most hottest time, you know, not the most wonderful time. It's probably the sweatiest time of the year for you. But uh, yeah, living on the other side of the world. No, no. So today we, we're doing a bit of a wrap of what we've done over the past 12 months because I can't remember the exact episode number of this is 53. We've covered a lot we've covered a lot of topics over the past year and we're actually getting a lot of people listening to us now too. I, I actually I did a search the other day of top podcasts in the world and podiatry legends and podiatry marketing were the top two. <laughs> yeah, you and I are rocking the, uh, the the leaderboards there in the podiatry podcast world. So uh, no, it's been a great year uh, working with you and having these conversations. Hopefully, along with uh, people learning a new nickname that I have, they've gotten some value and some some. You know, we're going to touch a couple t- key takeaways today. But I think it's been a uh, a fruitful year of uh, collaboration between two podiatrists. Uh, you know, on the opposite sides of the world. And that was one of the episodes when you were on Podiatry Legends. We spoke about that about collaborating with other people and collaborating with other podiatrists and I think it's that could be like a marketing thing in itself is if you're in your podiatry clinic is thinking who can I collaborate with that we're on the same sort of wavelength same sort of thinking we might have the same sort of patient base and how can their patients and my patients benefit by actually working together no I think you said that correctly there especially people in private practice especially people in solo practice sometimes they're in that solo owner mentality where it's like them versus the world or them versus <laughs> yeah. their bills yeah and uh they don't you know i have i have people that i talk to that are my clients and they're my podiatry classmates or my residency you know residency mates and i'm like i ask you know have you talked to so and so from school re- recently you were really close friends like oh I haven't talked to that person in seven years. And it's like, come on, man. Like you're both in a similar type of practice, maybe different location, but um, sharing some information, you know, sharing some what's working well, what's not working well in a practice can be a, having those conversations can really kind of lead to some different breakthroughs. So, you know, whether you're starting a podcast together or you're just trying to figure out whether or not, uh, you know, some laser or some type of you know, modality is going to be helpful for the bottom line of your practice. There's great ways to, uh, you know, connect and collaborate with your fellow podiatrists. 
Yeah, I think so. But that's even, not just podiatrists, but when I mentioned to you that I went to Business Black Ops in October, the thing I take away from that is it's a small group of people. There's about 40 people there. We're all different businesses, even though there are usually a few podiatrists there. But it's just the ideas that you bounce off of each other or somebody might be talking about their particular business. And when you hear them, you go, my God, this has got nothing to do with podiatry, but they're going through exactly the same thing that I'm going through. Or they might even have a, a business where you're going, wow, your business and my business even got nothing to do with each other. It sounds like the type of people we work with is very similar. Can we do something together? And it doesn't always work for me because I'm in another country. But online, we, we still can. No, I totally agree. I think sometimes when you have a different perspective or someone is you know, working in a different field or a different specialty or even outside of medicine, right? You can really see like, it can really make you think about, is that something that I could incorporate into my practice? I know that whenever I started, you know, working with clinical websites, um, there's a kind of a very cookie cutter way a lot of other marketing providers work with their clients or things they have on their website. But, you know, like I learned, one of the big things recently is that, you know, search is really heavily local. So if you have local pages, things are locally relevant about you and your practice being local. And that's not something that I saw on a lot of podiatry clinic websites. It's something that I just kind of like picked up from, you know, looking at some other industries and some other enterprises. So yeah, like you said, just having those sharp individuals, no matter what their profession is or what field they're in, um, can really help spark some ideas um, to kind of, you know, level up your practice or incorporate some new ideas. Yeah, it's funny what you said about websites. I will look at a lot of podiatry websites and the amount that I look at and I'm trying to find out, where are you? They're addressed so you'll be reading through things and I'm going, I still, I'm almost at the end of the first page and I still cannot figure out where are you located? It's not really obvious where they are. And then sometimes you go all the way down the bottom and in really fine print, it'll have their address. And you go, oh, okay, so you are a local business. I wasn't, I wasn't actually quite sure. So I find that really irritating. No, for sure. That's, that's the thing you have to really make it obvious to the, the person searching and knowing that kind of user intent or that searcher intent uh, is a huge thing to be built into a clinic website. So, and the other part, talk, we were just talking about collaboration. Uh, when I was in the States, it was, I was paying attention to each day I was going, I was approaching each day with intent and trying to learn something. And there were a couple of businesses that were actually doing things a bit different. There was a mechanic shop in Cave Creek and at the front of the mechanic shop had a cafe. Now this was a pretty seedy looking place, but the food was fantastic and the staff were really, really funny. It was just old, but I'm thinking, wow, what an interesting combination, a mechanic shop and a cafe. And then there was another one that it was a, a furniture shop and this other cafe, but they were like two separate businesses, but they were obviously feeding off of each other. And it made me think, what else could podiatrists do in their businesses that is completely different to what you'd normally do, but could actually work? And I have heard of podiatrists who have set a coffee shop up at the front of their business and the podiatry clinics at the back. Everyone knows podiatrists will sell footwear, so they'll set up a shoe shop within their podiatry clinic. But I thought, Imagine if you set up a, a like a bookstore that was part of your podiatry business. And I know some people go, oh, I know books are outdated and all that. But as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> hear that? I love books. I love the smell of them. I love the feel of it. I like the thud factor. 
when you put it down. Oh, the sound effects today are amazing. So I don't, and they reckon bookstores are making a comeback. So could you have a section in your podiatry business where you actually have uh, a section where you're selling books? Well, that's a crazy idea, but I still think it could work. <laughs> I've heard of crazier ideas. I think there's also kind of a digital like version of that. I think there's this big thing that I'm seeing here recently is uh, obviously people have their podiatry clinic website, yeah. uh, but also people getting more into a online store or mm, what they would call yeah. like an affiliate marketing website associated with the clinic. So, you know, maybe that first year you're not going to make a bunch of uh, you know, revenue uh, selling products online, but I think there is, you know, whether it be through a YouTube channel or sometimes influencer marketing, there is a bit of a push. Uh, and some people that I've seen that have done well kind of with an alternative business strategy along with their, their practice. But it definitely something that not, doesn't just like automatically happen. Someone has to have uh, some basic skills, understanding, and a drive and determination to want to do that. But yeah, I think there are you know creative ways to uh, promote not only the, the podiatry practice, but also get into some other things associated or maybe not associated with, with the clinic um, that you enjoy, that you think could benefit uh, the people that come to your location, either online or physically. Yeah, and that's the thing. And like I said about the bookshop compared to, say, an online store, because I like books, it would be not difficult for me if I had a podiatry clinic to have a wall that was in that clinic that was selling motivational business books, things that I know interest me. And because I attract a certain patient and I would relate to those patients in a certain way, they'd probably say to me, Tyson, what book would you recommend? And you would say, this one right here. So you know it would just be an add-on, just like selling a foot cream you would sell, uh, could be book of the month. But the whole online version, I, I know some people that are making yeah, $100,000 a month just through affiliate links on their websites. Just <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So what's your, what's your biggest takeaway from this year? Or what, what are a couple of things that you want to highlight that we've actually uh, covered yeah, I guess I would get started just saying that there's kind of like three main takeaways that I kind of like, they're very general, but I think they can be helpful, a helpful way to frame people going into 2023. Mm. Um, you know, I think the first thing is just getting a general understanding of what all the opportunities are out there. I don't, you know, we didn't go to school to become marketers or become digital online experts or even marketing experts in the real world, but taking some time to listen to some of our previous shows, whether it be about Google search ads, like you talked about. Um, some other options, you know, like the content matrix or the different ways of um, you know, the different pillars of marketing you've gone through. But yeah. we have some shows now in our catalog that, you know, the first step really is to have that curiosity and to understand these opportunities. Because until you have a general concept about how something works or, you know, why it might benefit your practice, it's easy to kind of blow off. So I think um, the first real kind of take I would get people is that, you know, whether it's learning about a blog or about website design, we have a nice library of content and people should jump in and try to really kind of like get to know one or two of those topics kind of leading into 2023 um, and just kind of expand that knowledge. They feel comfortable um, either implementing some of these things themselves or talking to other people to help them uh, implement into their practice. Yeah, it's a good point because there's been so many subjects that we've actually covered and there was one... Oh, I can't remember exactly when it was. I think it was around October when you spoke about TikTok. And, and we're, not, we're not condoning podiatrists getting there and dancing on screen. Not condoning that at all. But it is, it is a platform. It's a relatively new platform. 
and somehow some way people just know how to how to work that platform to so for marketing and for business so i'm thinking if it's a platform that you've looked at you think wow i think i could actually use that in a beneficial way dig into it learn more about it become the podiatrist that actually understands tiktok better than anybody else and and actually use it in your marketing or pick something else it could be videos it could be audio it could be something no, that's the great point. I think they're like we talked about this the online world and the real world is like changing rapidly, right? <laughs> Things like, you know, short form video has kind of taken off and, and whether it be TikTok or Instagram having kind of Instagram stories, kind of copying some of the format with the reels. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to do all of the things, but if you are going after a younger demographic, uh, if you are, you know, if you're going after an older demographic, you need to know where those uh, potential patients are spending their time and you know getting information where they trust or learning about different topics, um, you have to kind of have a general idea what the what the rules of the game are on on those different platforms. Mm. And if if you just look at it from afar, you kind of stand back if you don't engage, you don't learn anything about these platforms. Um, you know, I, I, everyone's busy, right? You know, you're running your practice, you're hiring your staff, you're taking care of your patients, but to really make your clinic grow, uh, you know, having a reputable, you know, trustworthy online presence, I think is uh, essential. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that your competitors are going to have and the younger generation behind you is going to have. So you really have to take action and gradually learn about some of these topics. So by understanding your opportunities and knowing what's out there, um, it can kind of lead to other things. Now, when you mentioned the uh, YouTube Reels, when that first started becoming a bit more popular, I'm thinking, why on earth would I want to watch a video that goes for 60 seconds? Yeah, like these ones coming through, because there's so many other platforms that were sharing short videos. I'm thinking, why is YouTube going down that, that path? So I'm like, not ant here, but I'm just thinking, I, I wonder why. But then I find myself the other day, I'm sitting down for about half an hour, and I'm just flicking through all these Reels. And I'm, cra I'm cracking up laughing. And my wife is saying, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just watching these short videos. And then it, it clicked to me, I'm watching YouTube Reels. And when I'm going through that, there was probably about five people and I ended up subscribing to based off of their short form videos that I went, that was good content, that was good content. And by about the third or fourth time, I'd sort of come across them. I went, I'm going to start following this person because I actually like what they have to say. So I can just see that's another platform or an area that if, if you're interested, dig into a little bit more and, and learn how can you use it in your podiatry business. I think it's funny you say that because I think that is kind of the hook of these short form videos is that <laughs> it is. You, know they're, you know they're not very long. So you tell, your, you tell yourself, oh, this is like 15 seconds. Like I'll just check it out real quick and then I'll go mm. do something productive or <laughs> I'll go oh, yeah. uh, read a book. I'll go read a book. I'll go start, you know, I'll go build that bookshelf in, my, in front of my office, um, you know, from, from my bookstore. But because you know it's going to be quick, they have to get to the point really fast or they know they're going to lose your interest. It's not like when somebody be doing a webinar or a live, um, a live feed say on Facebook and you get on there and you go, oh, it says it's going to be on 10. So you get there at 10 o'clock and like, hey, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, we're just, uh, just, just, just waiting for a few more people to, to get on and, uh, <laughs> and uh, how I'll just, uh, just move my pens around. And, and you're sitting there going, <laughs> you said it was going to be on at 10 o'clock. It is now yeah, three minutes past 10. I'm here for some action. I usually check out if it hasn't really dug into it. So I think they're short videos because 
They've got 60 seconds. If they don't grab my attention in the first five seconds, I'm just flicking. I'm moving to the next one. No, that's a good point. Yeah, time is, uh, people are time poor and they don't like waiting around. So uh, that uh, it kind of scratches that itch with the short form video. Yeah, I don't have a short attention span. <laughs> I mean, really shiny bright lights. Something I go, oh, that's, that's got my attention. But it is, it's, and, and I think podiatrists can use these short form videos really, really well and can really give some uh, just really important information very quickly. And I think patients would appreciate that too. No, for sure. So what else? What else do you think has been something that we've done over the year that you you really that you want to highlight and make sure people go back and either listen to that episode or just sort of think around that area a bit more? Yeah, I think once people kind of, you know, they listen to a few of these episodes or some of these topics that they think that could be beneficial for the practice, they've learned some of the basics. The next step is really, you know, how how does someone develop kind of a next action plan that's really in line with uh, the clinical goals of the practice, right? So when I say next action plan, I'm really talking about like, what are those steps that you have to do to make something happen, right? Not just like, oh, like I want to have a YouTube channel. Oh, I yeah. want to do Google ads. Oh, I want to have the best website, like really taking time either solo by yourself or working with a professional that does marketing uh, for podiatrists or for healthcare providers and really having a plan built out. You don't necessarily have to jump in and spend, you know, five grand on monthly marketing or something insane, but um, there's going to be people out there that um, will offer like kind of an audit or a way to um, check and see what you're currently doing uh, to kind of help you take some of those opportunities and really understand um, in your location, based off the type of care you want to provide, what are those things you can do to kind of help move the needle? And, um, you know, like I said, it's one of those things that maybe even after you learn those opportunities, you're not sure how to do it or what the, the plan of action should be. And that's kind of where you partner with either a coach um, that can kind of help you identify um, the direction you should head in and then finding that person to help you like co-create and kind of implement a plan. Yeah. I find coaching in general, like I, I, I enjoy doing it. I know we both do it in, but in different formats. My, my stuff is one-on-one -on -one coaching, doing 12 week productive business reboot. That's how I like to work. You do a lot of the marketing, the online presence, the websites and that area. But the amount of people that will approach, will say approach me and, and ask about coaching or yeah, I'm going to rephrase that. There, not many people come up and just say, oh, Tyson, can you tell me about your coaching services? I know you do things differently. What they'll say, you'll be at a conference and go, oh, what's what's one thing that you would tell me to, uh, yeah, if I wanted to have a really successful podiatry clinic, yeah, what should I do? And I'll go, do you, do you really want to know? And they go, yeah. And I go, you want to know the secret? And they go, yeah. They go, get a business coach. More specifically, get a podiatry business coach. And even more specific, you want to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. That's the best option. And you see the glaze that comes over their eyes like, oh, you know what, I really didn't want to know that much about it. It's sort of, I really just wanted a magic pill or that, that secret ingredient <laughs> that is going to make me successful. And they don't realize there, there is no one secret, one tactic, one thing. It's, it's an accumulation of things. And it's feeding off of somebody else's knowledge that's already done it. And I tell you, the amount of time it can save people that you can just take, you can speed the success of the business up so fast when they get the knowledge from someone who's already done it. 
no different to if someone was sitting down trying to work out their own website or get you to do it for them. No, <laughs> I, I, it'd be I, faster. I, obviously, I'm heavily biased, but I totally agree. I think the thing is that uh, when you're kind of in the weeds and kind of in the you know in it every day, you just see things that don't, don't other people don't see. Um, whether it be coaching or developing somebody's like podiatry website, you just you just like you just see it so much. Um, you know, people are kind of blind to it because they, you know, they, they have their practice. They're looking at their practice from their perspective, yeah. not always from the patient perspective or, um, what is, uh, you know, while bright, shiny objects are fun and exciting on, you know, YouTube or Instagram reels, um, what are those things, those tactics or those things that are actually going to lead to new patient appointments, specific types of new patient appointments, those goals that are in line with your clinic goals, um, you know, those tactics are in line with your clinic goals because there's so many different things that are being created. There's so many different things you can do. Um, having someone help you filter out the noise mm. um, and just be uh, more clear about your intentions. I think you're talking about intentionality earlier with me. And that's what it's really all about is like narrowing that focus onto things that actually work. Um, it's not a cookie cutter thing. Everyone has a, a specific individual situation. Um, so it's like taking those known things that work and molding them to the, the clinical goals like we talked about. Yeah, and the other part I think people are going to realize too, like if I said to you, Jim, say you had a podiatry clinic that was turning over 300000 a year. And if I said to you, Jim, pay me twenty or twenty-five, and I'll take it from three dollars to $600,000 a year, is that a good deal? <laughs> I'm about to swear then, yes, it is a good deal. And this is what I do with people. I've had people that they're turning over just under 400 and then two years later they're turning over 800. And they just say to me, they shake my head going, God, I wish I had contacted you earlier because they see the the significant improvement in the business in all these different areas. It's not just about bringing in new patients. It's once you bring in the patients, it's can you manage them? Because if you can't manage them, all you're doing is bringing them in and then they're, they're going down the road to your competition. No, the recall and kind of patient retention is a huge uh, aspect of kind of what I work on and obviously what you work on with the people that you coach and uh, keeping them engaged and kind of knowing all the care that you provide. Like we talked about, I think in a previous episode, um, you know, what they see on your website is what you do, right? Yeah. And uh, what you what you put out there into the world is what you're going to get back. And if you want to do something and it's not visible, I think one of my favorite quotes from you is, you know, like, you know, if, if it was a crime to have, uh, you know, what yeah. you love to do on your website, like, would you know, would I be able to convict you in court? And I think that's a great kind of a, a bellwether test. You know, if you have footprint, footprints of, uh, you know, walking on the beach on your homepage, like, I hope that you are the best specialist in, like, you know, seashell, like, a, you know, lacerations or, like, jellyfish <laughs> bites or something, right? That's great if you're doing that. But if you're not you're doing sports medicine or if you're doing ingrown toenails like you're putting out the wrong message so i think you talked about um just having that relevancy and you know just really making sure that it connects um your services to what the patient wants and when you have that kind of that flywheel um you know, success is, is something that's gonna it's gonna come your way yeah another thing that and this isn't some i don't think we really touched on during the year but it's just this point popped into my head and it's when I was talking to one of the clients recently and I said, we were talking about, yeah, what do you really love to do or what, who's your ideal patient? And they explained who their ideal patient is. And then I said, now what I want you to do is go away and 
have a look at where your money's being made at the moment. And when they look at where the money was being made and who their ideal patient was, it was so far <laughs> from what they really wanted to what was actually really happening in the business. And how that popped into my head was when uh, Doug Ritchie was on the Podiatry Legends podcast and he told the story where he really wanted to have a sports podiatry because that's what he was going to, he was a sports podiatrist. And when he came up with the Ritchie brace, he came up with it for sports people. But then all of a sudden, everyone started using it for post-tip problems, old people. And his business just evolved and changed till all of a sudden he realized he was making far more money from old people than post-tip problems and was actually enjoying it. So what he thought he really wanted, his business just evolved and totally changed. And I think it's important at certain times to step back and listen to the market as well. What what you think you may want may not necessarily be, it, it may look, look and sound good in your head, but in reality, it may not be what's really happening in your business. I think that's a really good point. I think to having adaptability in your practice, obviously knowing what you like to do, but uh, let's say you want to be like the world-renowned you know, running medicine doctor. And if you're in a, a small town of like 7,000 people in the middle of Iowa, no picking on podiatrists from Iowa, but oh, no. you know, are, are people going to like fly in from LA to come see you? Uh, no. Probably not. Uh, so if you're dead set on being in that location, you, you might have to find uh, what the market needs are, right? And uh, address them. Otherwise, you might be fighting an uphill battle. So I think it is like taking your, your own market into account um, and what the opportunities are there um, is something you definitely should be considering. Well, mate, we have covered so much this year. And I, I find it actually really hard to look back at what we've done and the content we actually put together. And I hope people that, if this is the first episode they're listening to, that they've just come across it, that they go back and they binge from episode one all the way through. And as they're, as they're having questions, to write them down and reach out to us. What's our email address? I can never remember it. Do we have an actual yeah, I mean, email I'm... address? We have an email address attached to the podcast, don't we? Yeah, so people go to podiatry.marketing. We have a form there on the uh, on the website where people can uh, reach out to us at the podcast or obviously they can reach out to your personal email. Uh, what's it? Tyson at... No. <laughs> it's, of course not. No, it's tf at tysonfranklin.com. There you go. And I'm jim at podiatrygrowth.com. So, you know, whether it's the form on podiatry.marketing website or uh, our individual emails, we're happy to uh, to help out the listeners of this podcast. Yeah, I just think go through, and if you've listened to them before and if you're listening to them a second time, note down questions and just send us emails. Because I, I love getting emails from people saying, hey, I listened to this episode and you mentioned this. Can you tell me more information? And I may have had a, I may have a blog article, I may have another podcast episode that relates to it. And I just flick it to them and go, here you go. Yeah, knock yourself out. Any more questions, just let me know. Some people will ask questions. I've had people ask me questions like over a 12 or 18 month period on certain things. And with no intention of ever working with me, but the questions are simple. So it's really easy to sort of just direct them on what they need to do. No, I'm the same way. I get a lot of questions about what should I do in my marketing? You know, what do you think about this, that, and the other thing? And uh, always happy to uh, provide kind of some free guidance. It's definitely uh, something that I enjoy talking about and discussing with folks. So that's definitely uh, something I'm open to as well. Okay, so I'm looking at the time. I think it's anything else you want to cover before we wrap up and uh, head 
into the new year for 2023. Yeah, the, I guess the last takeaway I just wanted to share with our listeners is that like it's great to, to know your opportunities. It's excellent to have a plan. But the thing that's going to really, um, you know, really kind of move you and your practice forward is by taking consistent action, mm. right? And it's okay to like, it's okay not to be perfect on the first attempt. Um, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? Um, so, you know, as you go into the new year, uh, when you're chasing down these new opportunities and you have a plan in place, whether it's starting a podcast with a, a fellow podiatrist, yeah. it's that consistency in action over time with your marketing, with getting out there, uh, you know, talking to your patients about all the things that you do, about soliciting reviews for Google reviews, all of these different things are gonna compound over time. And you won't have that success if you, you I'm gonna do one week of doing this, I'm gonna do one month of doing this and then, then mix it up. Yeah, like if you do something for a quarter or three months and you're not seeing progress, maybe it's time to, to make some adjustments and change course a bit. But being consistent with those things, um, I don't know, I, I think it's not, it's not that tough of a um, thing to get success and to grow a practice, it, but it is that consistency over time with whatever you're doing, uh, building your practice or you know, having a uh, podiatry uh, podcast with a guy named Tyson who calls you, <laughs> you know, big Jim all the time. So like, uh, just be consistent at it and uh, it's definitely going to pay off for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just big Jim. It's big Jim Mac. <laughs> I actually like it when you get better close to the microphone. It's big Jim Mac. <laughs> I think that's a good point though about the action. Everyone should be able to relate to it as then you know you wouldn't say to a patient, you only need to stretch once this year and uh, your calf muscles will be far better. It's something you'd have to do on a consistent basis. It's no different to going to the gym. It's no different to if you're trying to get yeah, lose weight. It's taking well, losing weight's taking consistent action on not eating is or not eating the wrong thing, but it's just, it's consistency. You know, it's action with consistency and just doing it on that regular basis. For sure. So, Big Jim Mac, I want to wish you a happy new year. I hope you uh, have a great time. And what are your plans? What are you doing for New Year's? Um, I've got small kids, so I'll probably stay up and watch a movie. I'm on the East Coast in the US, so I'll probably watch the ball drop in New York City. And okay. then... Uh, Head to bed. Sounds very exciting. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually going to be in our national capital. There you go. So I leave. Oh, I leave tomorrow. Actually, yeah, leave for Canberra tomorrow. So I will be in Canberra for New Year's Eve, which will be really interesting to find out how do they celebrate New Year's Eve in a national capital. It probably could be really boring, but. There I'll, you go. I'll have fun regardless. <laughs> so, Jim, I look forward to talking to you again soon and uh, bringing in 2023 with a bang. Sounds like a plan, Tyson. Okay. See ya. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.